Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, editor Dave Schofield, coming at you on a Thursday morning. I mean, it's Thursday morning. It's Stat Geek. It's kind of what you get here from BTSC. But no, I'm sorry. I'm not Jeff Hartman. This isn't Ride or Die. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Let's ride the with the Ride or Die crew. Let me get that all right. This is just this is just Dave talking numbers and everything else. But uh, I, I love being with you. I'm ready to, to get down and talk about some stuff as the Pittsburgh Steelers are going into their final preseason game. They are going to be facing the Carolina Panthers as usual. And by this time next week, we'll have a 53-man roster. It's crazy. We'll have a 53-man roster. Now, the big question is going to be by this time next week, will it be the same 53-man roster that they have on Tuesday at 4 p.m.? Because I don't know that the Steelers will have anyone they're wanting to put on IR that they'll be able to bring back. But in order to do that, they've got to have them on the roster for a day. So they've got to make the 53. Then they put them on IR, and then they sign somebody back. Chances are the team that's the 53 – Next Tuesday won't be the same 53 when they go to play in Buffalo on September 12th. There's usually a change in there. Um, if there's not, I completely understand. But because now, you know, we still got the practice squad rules where you can pull up two players, then you can have unlimited COVID replacement if there's an issue there with the expanded 16 man practice squad, which reminded you, a lot of people are saying, oh, is so and so eligible for the practice squad? everybody's eligible for the practice squad up to six players per team of the 16 players. Um, six can be veterans of, you know, of any years in the league and then 10 have to be your typical practice squad eligible players. So that's how that goes. Cause I know people were asking about, Oh, what about Josh Dobbs? Is he eligible? Yes. He's he, you know, the Steelers can have six 
And here on Thursday morning, if you go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, you will find an article by, by, by myself and Jeff Hartman. I think it's it'll be published around 9 o'clock or so. So if you're listening to this really early, it might not be there yet. But chances are it's going to be all you know, for most of you listening, um, unless you're just waiting, you know, unless you're such a stat geek that you can't wait for this show to publish and, and have to listen to it as soon as it's there. For most of you, it's probably already going to be on the site um, or be there very shortly. I also did my best at trying to do a 16-man practice squad. I did it last week. I didn't go through and see if the Steelers had too many that of players that weren't eligible. I just went with 16 names. So that's just kind of kind of what we did there. So, hey, make sure you check that out. And we're going to talk today. We're going to get into a very important topic that isn't probably isn't discussed or broken down enough during the preseason. And that's special teams. I'm not talking about the kickers and the punters and the long snappers. I'm talking about guys on kick coverage teams or, you know, punt teams, things of that nature. Those players, because honestly, when you get to the bottom of the roster, when you're looking at players 47 to 53, a lot of times the determination is going to come down to who can help you on teams. So and that's, that's coach speak. I'm sorry that they, they use teams. They take out the word special. They just call it teams, you know, got to abbreviate everything. So, um, so if I, I, if I say that throughout this show, that's what I mean. So that's already my disclaimer there. So we're going to break it down, see how the certain players have been doing so far this preseason and just have, that might be something you really want to look at. Um, on Friday night, because the difference between, you know, the Steelers last defensive back might be which one contributes more on special teams. There's a very good chance that that could be it. Because if, I mean, now if one's way ahead of the other in their evaluation of the position, they'll probably just see if he's, you know, amp, you know, can fill in and do well enough on special teams um, that they could get by with that, knowing that they would want to keep that player. But I mean, for a lot of these guys, that's all they're going to see. I mean, I go back and I think of somebody like Justin Lane. Justin Lane, the cornerback, his rookie year, he did not play a single defensive snap. He was a third-round draft pick. He was the next pick the Steelers had after Deontay Johnson. They had two third-round draft picks that year um, because of the trade for a third and a fifth for Mr. You-Know-Who. Um, so the Steelers didn't play Justin Lane, a single defensive snap as a third round draft pick. He was playing special teams. Okay. Even somebody that high. I'm, we're going to get into it a little bit more, but I, you know, think of somebody like a Buddy Johnson. That's a great example right there of a guy might not get on the field much, if at all, on defense, but what can you do on special teams? So we're going to get to that here shortly. But I also want to go back and, and talk about last week's game a little bit first, and then we'll really get into, into breaking down the special team stuff. Because, I mean, it's numbers. It's what we do. Last week's show, if you didn't check it out, I was talking about, you know, the Steelers are a tail with two halves. They had been tearing up in the second half of their preseason games, not looking so good in the first half. They had scored seven total points, no points outside of the last two minutes of the first half through two games. I mean, seriously, if you looked at just the first halves, they went 30 minutes of the first game, no points. They went 28 minutes of the next game, no points. So that's when they finally got points in the first quarter in the first two games. Not first quarter, sorry. First half. First half. Correct myself. 
So, but then they'd been coming on super strong in the second half. And I'm like, if I preferred that the Steelers really be a team that's not of two halves, you really would like to see a complete game. But it was much more important last week to see a first half Steelers team than it was a second half Steelers team. And honestly, I thought we were going to see a full game. I really did the way it was going. But man, let's go back and look at that first half. I mean, you look at that first half, the Steelers were up 20 to nothing at halftime. 20 to nothing at halftime. They were up 14 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, which is exactly what we wanted to see as Steelers fans. That's what we wanted to see because you knew you were going to get the majority of the starters. I mean, the only guy on offense you were missing that would be considered a starter was Chase Claypool. And then the first player out was not Ben Roethlisberger. It was Zach Banner. Um, they got Dan Moore Jr. in there. They're still easing Banner back in. We'll see if if he's ready to go a full game by September 12th. But uh, in the 12 snaps he had out there, he did a real nice job. But if if you look at that first half, it was just pure dominance uh, by the Steelers. I mean, it, it didn't look that way because they went three and out on their first drive, yet you had the false start. Then you had Ben's shortest completion of the night for three yards. Then you had um, a, a Najee Harris run. I can't even remember for how long it was. And then on third down, it was Ben being Ben, a thing of beauty, moving around. We broke this down on a Steelers Vertex that was out on Wednesday at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Jeffrey Benedict and I, um, where I was doing the stats, he was doing the film. So he did all, Ben did all that, and then he threw the ball out to Ebron. Everyone said about how it was a drop. It, you could have caught, I don't know if they would classify it as a drop or not because the defender's hand was in there, but he could have caught it. You want, a, you want a big, strong tight end to be able to catch a ball that the defender has his arms in there to that extent. So it's not like he came out of nowhere and hit the ball before it even you know got to Ebron. But still, it was a nice play by the defense, and it was a three and out. And then the first two plays... Um, by the Lions were first downs. They had first. They had a first down. They had a, a catch for a first down and then a run for a first down. And you're like, my goodness, already 20-some yards? Yeah, they only gave up 65 yards the entire first half, the Steelers' defense did. You know, it was it, it was crazy. It was, let's let's make sure I get, that, get this exactly right. I'm pretty sure it was 35 through the air and 30 on the ground. Uh, yes, that is correct. I almost had them, I almost had those reversed, but that's, that's what they did. I mean, the, the Steelers, they, they held the lions to two of six on third down when they were themselves, they were five of nine, um, on, on third downs. The Steelers were also one for one in fourth downs in the first half. And they, they ran the ball, not as well as we would hope. Cause I mean, they only had 36 rushing yards, but the biggest thing, and this was throughout the whole game, it was the first clean game they've had of the preseason. They didn't have any turnovers. But you saw the starters come out, and for the time that they were in there, they took care of business and dominated. Now, I also know you're going to get plenty of people saying, it was just the Detroit Lions, or Detroit wasn't playing their main people. You know what? If Detroit, If it was just the Detroit Lions, and they weren't playing their main people, and the Steelers didn't look good, then people would have really been criticizing them, right? Right. But instead, they came out and looked great. Jeff Hartman talked about this on Let's Ride. Instead, they came out and did what they were supposed to do. 
Ben Roethlisberger, 8 of 10, 137 yards, two touchdowns to Pat Fairmuth, and 158.3 passer rating. That's what you want from your 39-year-old quarterback in the only action that he's going to see in the preseason. Now, we know this now, that that's the only action you'll see in the preseason. It was... Coach Tomlin was really keeping it a mystery. And not only that, they kept it a mystery of when he was even going to be speaking to the media this week. It ended up being Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. So he, Coach Tomlin finally lays out what's going to happen. No Ben Roethlisberger, no Mason Rudolph. Dwayne Haskins is starting a quarterback. Not going to play Najee Harris. He's, you know, he planned on playing him every game. Said, nope, we're good. I've seen enough. And they want to see what they have with Betty Snell because he's, supposedly finally going to play. Um, I didn't know what to expect from Snell going into this game because I'm thinking, you know, if he doesn't play, he's probably done. If he doesn't play well, he's probably done. You know, he's really got to come out and earn himself a roster spot because right now I don't even have him on the roster because of what you've been able to do. But let's get back to to these two halves. Now, we could talk about the crummy half, and it wasn't even the, the, the entire half. I mean, the Detroit Lions scored all 20 points in the fourth quarter. And, I mean, they got the onside kick. It was just ugly. You would have liked to have seen more from your guys that were out there at the end, and you didn't get it. Maybe this week we'll see a complete game. And if we don't, I it's I understand, because there's going to be a lot of players not playing this week. Uh, we don't know exactly who other than Rudolph, Roethlisberger, and Harris. Other than that, they weren't mentioned by name. So that's kind of a little bit of a breakdown from this past week. I really want to dive into the special team stuff. So I'm actually going to do the opposite of what I sometimes do. We're going to break a little bit early so that way we can focus the entire second half on special teams and what we've seen so far and some of the players you might want to look for to say, hey, are they going to get a roster spot based on their special teams play? So uh, stick around. Quick break here, and we'll be right back to talk to you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second half of Steelers Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield, and we're ready to go special teams. I've set it up. I talked a little bit about it in the first half, but I really wanted to, to, to look at some of the numbers from last week's game first. But I'm going to look at not just this past week. I'm going to look at the entire preseason so far for the Steelers, all three games. And who has stood out the most on special teams? I'm just going to give you the numbers. I'm going to break them down. Um, I will tell you that I am using Pro Football Focus. 
that has these snaps and everything else for these players and tackles and 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 those kind of stats. I mean, they don't actually have a lot of stats. They that's just what they have. So they they also are going to have their grades, and I'll, I'll give you their grades. It's up to you if you are okay with the Pro Football Focus grades or not. I, I understand a lot of people are skeptical. I'm skeptical at times, but it does sometimes make me think about did I see what I think I saw? You know, I, I can't believe what I just saw. Sorry, I, I I couldn't help myself there. So let's look first at the snap counts. Now, these are on all special teams. This is kick return, kick coverage. Those are, you know, kickoffs, punt return, punt coverage, field goal block, which, you know, defending the field goals and field goal kicks. That's the six places, the six different special teams that players could get on the field. The player who has played the most special team snaps so far this preseason is edge rusher Jameer Jones. And he's really making a, a, a case to make this 53-man roster based on his special teams play. He he's been on five, you know, five kick return snaps, 10 kick coverage snaps. You know, that's a big one, kick coverage. Okay. Six punt returns, nine punt coverage, eight field goal blocks. He hasn't been on the field goal team, which doesn't surprise me because that's mainly a lot of guys that are just you know, you're either snapping, blocking holding or kicking. That's all you do on, on the field goal team. So he's got the most snaps and he's only got one more special team snap than seventh round draft pick safety Trey Norwood. He has 37 snaps, kind of a similar breakdown. Um, you know, he had, he's not on the field goal team. Um, he's got, you know, eight kick return snaps, the 10 kick coverage, just like Jones, six punt returns like Jones. He's only got four punt coverage, but he's got, he's out of the field goal block team. He has nine of the nine snaps there. Okay. I will tell you that Jameer Jones also is leading the Steelers in special teams tackles um, this, this year because he has three solo and one assist one assisted tackle on special teams. So, but Trey, Trey Norwood has a lot of snaps, doesn't have any tackles. Okay. So let's just keep, keep rolling through. I'm not going to go through, you know, team by team or yeah, special team by special team with, with everyone. I just want to do that for the guys at the top because the third most snaps unsurprisingly goes to Buddy Johnson, fourth round draft pick inside linebacker. Um, and same kind of deal. He's not on the field goal kick team, but he's kind of spread out pretty evenly uh, with those with those other special teams. There's there's five total players that have had 30 special team snaps or more. I already said Jameer Jones with 38, Norwood with 37, Buddy Johnson with 34. Then it goes Ulysses Gilbert the third with 31, and Mark Gilbert with 30. I'm telling you, I think that's significant because a lot of people are like, oh, Mark Gilbert, Shakur Brown, Mark Gilbert, Shakur Brown. Can they both make the roster? Can one of them make the roster? I'll be honest right now. I have Gilbert ahead of Brown because I think he's, you saw why he might have been a very high draft pick before he suffered his injury while he was at Duke that cost him basically two years. Um, Well, it was the hip injury the first year, and then he had the ankle injury the next year. So if he's back and fine from injury, he's showing what he can do. Um, either way, I think these guys are definitely practice squad candidates if they don't end up grabbed by somebody else. But if you're looking at those two comparatively, Mark Gilbert has 30 
special team snaps to, I got to find him here. Shakur Brown has 18. So he has almost twice as many. Gilbert does. So he's been playing more special teams. Then we have players like Anthony Johnson, the wide receiver. He's got 25 special team snaps. Henry Mondo getting a lot of special team snaps, 24, but 11 of them, almost half of them are on, are on the field goal kick, field goal slash extra point kicking, which doesn't surprise you that, you know, a lot of times you'll get defensive linemen on that team as well. I know like Cam Hayward is on that team. Um, at times, you know, quite a lot. Um, then the next most snaps also tied with 24. So it wasn't the next most is, uh, is six round draft pick Quincy Roche. Then you get into players with 22 snaps like Carlos Davis and Kevin Rader. Then you get down to Anthony McFarland with 20 and he's got, it's interesting because he's got more kick coverage snaps than anyone, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that that's all exactly right because, um, there was some issues because was it, was it McFarland or was it Donovan Steiner, you know, at times, but honestly, I, I Steiner has a lot as well. So I, maybe, maybe they did get it right. So w- with that, so actually, cause it's interesting cause McFarland has the most kick coverage snaps of anyone with 11, everyone else only has 10. So really when you break it down, if you look at some other key special teams players, um, and their total snaps played. Uh, Balage, Kalen Balage has 19, and that's only in two games because he because he didn't play in, in the second game. So that's that one's of note because he's got the most of anyone that only played two games. So if you look at that on average, you know we can round it down to 18 rather than 19 and say that he would have played another nine. And then there you go, he's sitting there at 27, 28 snaps. So he'd be he he'd be sitting there more towards the top. Um, already mentioned Shakur Brown with his eight eighteen, um, Zach Gentry, Miles Killebrew, Cassius Marsh, all with seventeen um, special team snaps. Um, then you get into other players like Presley Harvin has sixteen. Um, he's really he only has five punts, but he's got eleven holds. That's the difference right there right now. So then you get into some other players. It's really spread out from there on with a lot of them with, you know, 16, 15, 14 snaps. So, and then you even get into some of the offensive linemen because of so much of the, um, uh, of the field goal team. So those are the main ones that are standing out. There's a few of them that I'm surprised, you know, you didn't see more on, on special teams, you know, like, For example, um, Cody White, the wide receiver, he has five special team snaps. I'm still trying to find – there's Matthew Sexton. He has seven special team snaps. Yeah, he's got the two punt returns and, you know, where he actually returned the ball, but he's only got seven special team snaps. And he's another guy that they're like, well, maybe he could knock off Ray 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 McLeod for the fifth wide receiver spot. Well, he doesn't have a reception in the, in the preseason. So that, that makes it a little bit more difficult because he seems like he would be merely a return specialist. So that's where you were coming at from a snaps standpoint. Now let's look at how these players, well, before we go to how they graded, let's look at the tackles. Let's see who has the most tackles. Now, first, these are solo tackles and I'll see if I can throw in the assists whenever I can. Uh, there's only three players that have more than one solo tackle on special teams. They're Jameer Jones with three, Anthony McFarland with two, and Calvin Bundage with two. Then you get into players that had that had one, but also had an assist, 
like Shakur Brown, UG3, Marcus Allen. Then you get into some guys that just had one solo tackle, like Buddy Johnson, uh, Henry Mondo, Kalen Balage, Justin Lane, Mark Gilbert, and Arthur Millette. Those are the special teams tackles that is also something to look at. Let's also look at real quick just how many players have, have notched a missed tackle according to pro football focus um, this preseason. Uh, James Pierre has a, doesn't have any tackles. He has a missed tackle. Marcus Allen, he has a tackle and an assist, but he also has a miss. Okay. Carlos Davis, a missed tackle, nothing else. Justin Lane, he has a missed tackle to go along with his solo tackle, as does Mark Gilbert. Then you have Derek Watt, who has an assist and a miss, and Miles Killebrew with the same thing. I, I will say this. These are just according to Pro Football Focus. I can't confirm these with other places. I found that PFF, when it comes to the preseason, actually has um, the the most amount of data. So that's what I'm going with. So those are important to, to, to look at the tackles. Also, the Steelers did have one penalty on, on a um, – special teams play and it was by Mark Gilbert just to throw it out there so but he also has a lot of snaps so now let's get into what people might be caring about the most yeah you want to have a lot of snaps but how'd you grade on those snaps who's the highest grade all right by no according to pro football focus going by their numbers the Steelers have two players that have that are graded 90 or above for special teams so far this year um, let's see, I let, I'm going to see if I can tell you where they would come in overall in the NFL so far with those special teams grade, they actually come in third and fifth. That's ironic that we, we reference those numbers other places, but they have the third best and fifth best special teams grades in the NFL this preseason. So that's interesting to know. And those two players are number one is. Trey Norwood with a 91.2. And then the other player is wide receiver Anthony Johnson with a 90.6. So it's very interesting that those are the two players that have graded out so high that they're both in the top five of the entire NFL this preseason for their, for their special teams play. Then there's a drop to number three. There's only one player that the Steelers have that's in the 80s, and that's Jameer Jones with an 82.9. Uh, score according to PFF for special teams. Now, just to, in case you aren't sure, basically if you come out and you have and you play one snap and you don't do anything during that snap, or you don't like do anything great or anything bad, the 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 starting point of these PFF grades is a sixty point zero. So you could always compare compare the grades to that. So who's doing you know above average? So we said said Jameer Jones. Number four, well, I mean, I think he's his contract is more about being a special teams player than it is a fullback because it's Derek Watt with a 76.6 on his 16 snaps that he scored well, even with that missed tackle. Okay. And then I'm not surprised by this one either. Another one in the 70s is tight end Kevin Rader at a 70.7. He does bring a lot to special teams. And if he does not make this roster, I think he is a prime candidate for the practice squad and someone that they could actually pull up on game day if they need to. Um, just because they did that 
in the playoffs last year because they wanted him for special teams. So I, it's not beyond the realm of possibility of, of him ended up being the third tight end or them deciding to keep a fourth tight end because of the special teams. So Kevin Rader is someone to pay attention to Friday night and what he does on special teams because more you would get a greater chance to make the team based on your special teams play Friday night than probably anything else. Um, the next player, uh, the only other one that was a 70 or above is cornerback Mark Gilbert with a 70.1. So that's those are your top six scores for special teams for the Steelers. Then, then as you move on, you've got Anthony McFarland, 69.1, Shakur Brown. I'm probably not saying his name right, but oh well. Um, 68.5. Tyler Simmons, 66.2. I'm going to say him, but he's no longer a member of the Steelers. He was one of those released this week. Um, Christian Kuntz, the long snapper, has a 66.1 grade, which I think is is pretty interesting that, that he's in here for that. You know, he's 11 field goals, five punt coverage. He's been getting at it on, on the punt team. I actually have him, have him as a, as a possibility of making this roster over Cameron candidate because, um, he can offer a little bit more on coverage, um, teams after he snaps the ball on that, on that punt team. So then it goes to Kalen Balaj at 65.1, Cassius Marsh, 64.5. If he makes his team, it's going to be more because they they need him for special teams. Um, Arthur Millette at 63.5. Then it's Lamont Wade, 63.3. Calvin Bundage, 62.6. I'm trying to, 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 to get to a good stopping point. 62.4 is Henry Mondo, another guy to keep an eye on Friday night. Then you get then you start getting into the linemen. That mainly, like, for example, Dan Moore Jr., he has a nice special teams grade. He's got 10 special team snaps. They're all on the field goal team where he's out there as a blocker. He's got a 61.4. He's basically got the best grade of any player that's just only on the field goal kick. So that, you know, Presley Harvin's got a got a nice special teams grade when he's out there. Um so these are other players to, to to look at to see what they're doing on, on special teams. Now let's drop down to the bottom. I'm going to come down to the bottom of the list and see if there's some players that you're like, oh, they have a chance to make this team. Oh, but what are they doing on special teams? Okay. Um, so so here we go. There's 61 players total that, that have special team snaps for the Steelers. So I'm, I'm going to start – with grades below, well, there's a lot below 60 because there's a ton in the 59s. So let's go with below 59 because there's like seriously 15 of them that's in the 59 range. Well, 58.6 is Trey Edmonds. Then 58.1 is Marcus Allen. 55.3 is Quincy Roche. See, that's that's a struggle right there if it's going to be Roche or, or Jones. Jones is blowing away on special teams when Roche is not at this point. Okay. Then it's James Pierre with the 52 five. I think if he's going to get more time as a, as a cornerback, they'll start to transition him away from the special teams. That's just my opinion. Um, Donovan Steiner is a 52.2. Justin Lane is a 51.1. Miles Killebrew surprisingly is a 50.2. I thought, you know, he's, he's a guy that should be one of your core special teams guys. But then the last two was Lafayette Pitts at 47.6 and 
and Rico Bussy as a 44.4. Now he only has four snaps, I should say. And those four snaps are, are uh, one kick return and three kick coverage for, uh, for Bussy. But those are some things that are interesting because, you know, Lafayette Pitts had the nice game where he had the interception against the Eagles. And then you're like, oh, could, could he sneak on? He's so far hasn't done a lot on special teams. You know, Bussy's the same way as a wide receiver. He's looked great at times, but not only does has he not played, I mean, he hasn't played enough on special teams, let alone done well when he's been out there. So these are the things and some of the players that you want to look at Friday night to see if they can kind of shake things out and see if they can make a move to push to be on that roster. So like I said right now, you're already looking at someone like a Jameer Jones who seems to have a big edge up on um, some other guys because of his special teams play. Trey Norwood, he's not going anywhere. I think he's also your back. He's the number one backup safety, and they said he's going to. They're they're going to try him in some nickel this week to see if he's someone who could also help out there. Um, they, and in my opinion, that also might be as much to see, you know, even if he was a dime guy or something like that, or how how they would how they would do that. I'm not exactly sure. So, the, so those are the, some of those players to look at and kind of a baseline of where they are to see if you can see some big improvements or not. I'm really hoping that, you know, the Steelers kick off a good bit and they keep doing what Boswell's been doing. You, you see it when he's only taken four steps to kick the ball. I don't even know if it's four. I'm just, I made up that number. If he's only taken a few steps to kick the ball, he's not going for the end zone. He's trying to leave it short to pin him deep or even better to see what you got with, from the coverage team. And that's why a lot of times when the Steelers get down close, you're like, oh, I wish they would just go for the, I I wish they would just go for the touchdown. You know what? Sometimes they want to see the field goal team and they want to see the kickoff team. The last thing you want to do is go for that touchdown, not get it. And then you don't get to see your kickoff team. This really is going to be a lot about special teams Friday night. So the more you can get those special teamers out there and see what they can do, the better. You know, I'm not saying you should go out there and not try to get first downs just so we can watch the punt team. But every time that that doesn't happen, guess what? Yay, we get to see the punt team. So these are some important things. Make sure you're paying attention to those things. And make sure, of course, you're paying attention to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Lots of great content there. If you're listening to this podcast, if you just stumbled on it for the first time, we have so many shows. So many shows behind the steel curtain. I can't listen to them all. I really can't. I wish that I could. I, I I just can't. But between the the live shows on YouTube and Facebook that are generally about an hour that we are that are in two parts on the audio side, between the morning shows of the you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday, let's ride, Tuesday live mic, Thursday this show that you're listening to, then the other the other new shows. I mean, we have the the War Room with Maddie P. That's not new. It's just part of that midday platform. We've got Jeffrey Benedict. We've got the Fantasy Football Fix. We got what Ian's talking about. We got the Power Half Hour. I checked out what Ian's talking about's first episode this this past week because it was it was their their first one, and I it, it it was fun. It was entertaining. So, but different, and you know, and that's the thing. All these shows are different. They're bringing a different perspective. They're bringing a different style. I'm the one sitting here regurgitating numbers, and I understand that's not for everyone. So 
I, I, I get that. And that's all right. But we're not trying to just give the same product that the most people will enjoy. We're trying to give enough of a product that everybody can find something that they enjoy. And that's what our goal is here at Behind the Steel Curtain. So just want to thank you for tuning in. As I always say, thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next week when we can talk about Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.